This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. So tonight, I'd like to discuss aortic valve reconstruction in infants and children, whether they come to us in a symptomatic state or an asymptomatic state. And what I'd first like to do is throw out there the options, and I'd like to get some feedback from you guys on how you may approach this disease. Our options today are aortic valve repair, thinning the leaflets, leaflet extensions, Ross procedure, bioprosthetic valves, mechanical valves are probably used pretty readily out there in the world, homographs for maybe infection, freestyle porcine roots. This is an example of a, um, a bioprosthetic aortic valve in a patient that had calcified and become pretty stenotic pretty quickly. I think all of these options may be appropriate in certain situations, but I still don't think we have the most ideal option yet. So this is a patient, um, eight or nine-year-old unicuspid type valve with an anterior raphe. So my question to the audience is, I'm going to give you four options. If you or your center would repair the valve is one option. If you do a Ross procedure, a bioprosthetic replacement or mechanical replacement. So if we can see a raise of hands for everybody who would attempt to repair the valve. So maybe 15, uh, 20 folks out there that would repair. What about for a Ross procedure? A few more, maybe 30 or 40. Bioprosthetic, almost none. And mechanical replacement. Another slew of hands. So it, it looks like a Ross procedure, at least with these options, or what was voted on here. So this is just an example of thinning out an uh, anterior leaflet or a single leaflet replacement, which is, has been done for years. And in fact, in our center, we've done it uh, for some time. Can you advance that a little bit? And an anterior leaflet replacement or a single leaflet replacement it does pretty well and it gives pretty good results coming out of the operating room and even on discharge and in the early follow-up. The problem is, is in our experience and others, what one sees is the curve falls off pretty quickly. So by eight or 10 years in these patients, you have significant amount of reintervention, whether it's reoperation for valve repair or AVR. So I think the bottom line is, we still don't have good options. I think in this experience, what should be pointed out is that patients with aortic valve stenosis or, or even more important, mixed disease had worse outcomes than patients with pure AR. So what I'm gonna propose here with another option that I'm gonna discuss is can we find an option that has equal results for those patients with mixed disease, aortic regurgitation and aortic stenosis? And that operation, was proposed by Professor Ozaki, and it's really a, a complete aortic valve reconstruction. I think as Dr. Del Nido likes to point out, it's really not necessarily a valve repair operation, it's a reconstructive operation, because we are reconstructive, reconstructing the 
the entire set of leaflets. So it's really a complete leaflet replacement. It's a templated operation where we take the leaflets and cut them out of a template after measuring them in somewhat of a standardized way, whether it be by direct measurement with the sizers or as I propose that you can measure it based on echo. And you can use either autologous pericardium if it's still available or bovine pericardium. I'm just going to give you a quick summary of uh, Professor Ozaki's experience. This is his publication and from 2014, his first 404 cases, or 404 patients. I'd like to point out the age is close to 70 years old. The surgical annular dimension in these patients was about uh, 20 uh, millimeters. And the, the bottom line is most of these patients had uh, three commissures or there were three leaflet valves and all of them did uh, quite well. And, in follow-up. This is his updated experience. It's basically a thousand patients through this past spring, and he has very little recurrence of moderate uh, aortic regurgitation and very little reoperation. So I would propose if we can repeat that in children, at least to some extent, uh, that would be a real win. So we decided we would take that approach, and we had Professor Ozaki come and visit us and, and train us in this procedure. And so now we've done it in close to 25 or so patients where we've replaced all three leaflets and another uh, dozen patients or so where we've augmented a single or two leaflets. So what they did for us was they created templates down in the 13, 15, and 17 millimeter uh, size or range because their original template uh, started at 19 because they basically did it in adult patients. And their you see the sizers and you see the template, and, you, and I'm going to show you an operation here in just a minute that shows you how to use those. So this is uh, our uh, broad experience, and I'm going to give you some of our uh, experience and results, and tomorrow we'll follow up in one of the scientific sessions with some of the more uh, up-to-date outcomes. But basically, we um, had up to 37 uh, patients. We did two last week, so it makes it 39 now. 25 of these uh, patients had been complete three leaflet repairs. The weights in generally, or the age, sorry, is 10 years old. They range from uh, six months. Ram and I last week did a truncus that was about six or seven months of age and we um, up to young adulthood. Um, the weight varies accordingly in females, male patients. This is just the age distribution. It's generally split. Most of the patients are in the eight, nine, 10, 11-year-old range. All types of aortic valve disease, predominantly bicuspid or unicuspid valves with RAFAs that have been intervened on, intervened on in the past. We've done it in patients with arterial switch operations, truncus patients, endocarditis, connective tissue patients, patients with Williams syndrome. We've also done it in patients with prior aortic valve replacements, those with porcine bioprosthetic valves, pericardial bioprosthetic valves, and onyx mechanical valves that have had root replaced. So what I'm getting at here is I think uh, we can probably do this in all types of aortic valve disease with pretty equal results. This is a patient, pretty typical uh, patient with a unicuspid valve. The frame on the left is unicuspid valve, the frame with the anterior raffe kind of missing there, and you see the regurgitation of the long axis view on the right. This is um, uh, pretty typical unicuspid, bicuspid type valve with the anterior raffe. The right atrium there is at the top of the screen, so that's the non coronary 
uh, sinus uh, anterior there. So we're removing the thickened uh, leaflets here. It's important to uh, thin out the edges as, as much as possible. And then once you uh, thin out the leaflets and measure uh, the actual annular size, you, based on the template, you cut out the leaflet and then mark it. Those are pre-made holes in there, right, Chris? The, 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 you're not just freehanding that. that. That's actually a hole in the template that you're putting the marker in. Yeah, so the template's actually uh, free, the whole inside part, and the marks are on the side, so correct. So here, generally, um, uh, we start in the anterior right leaflet. It's important to put the leaflet uh, down into the ventricle so the edges uh, turn over. Two ties, this is a, uh, based on Professor Ozaki's experience, 4-O-Proline on a TF needle. And then you take each of the mark sites, and they're basically six marks uh, in the template. And between there and the commissure, you equalize those marks out. Down where you begin the leaflet, it's uh, somewhat important to have a more of a three-to-one ratio. Um, uh, in other words, to the leaflet, uh, tucks in nicer and gives you the nice belly. I think um, this is a relatively uh, straightforward uh, type of patient for us. And the initial adult experience with Professor Ozaki, most of their patients are tri-leaflet. And originally what they had done is they m measured out each of the sinuses with the appropriate sizer and then cut out the appropriate size leaflet based on that. In the more recent experience, and in, certain, in our experience, we try to equalize all of the leaflets. And so we have to create new commissures based on the sizers. can move it along just a little bit. So now we have um, two leaflets in place. We're starting to put the third leaflet in. Now we're creating the commissure between the non and the left. I personally think this is probably one of the more critical parts of the operation where you align the commissures um, and where these stitches go through the aortic wall. Move it along maybe a little. 
This is creating the commissure. And this is the three leaflet valve once it's completed. Next slide. So this is some, uh, just a still frame of that completed operation with essentially three leaflets with no regurgitation or stenosis. Uh, next slide. So I'm gonna just go through several other patients just to give you some examples of how we've also utilized this uh, procedure. This is a patient who had a thrombose mechanical valve and you can see on fluoroscopy there, one of the leaflets is stuck. Turns out they had an infected root as well with this. Um, so it required root reconstruction. Um, next slide. And this is just an example of the postoperative um, echocardiogram after doing an Ozaki procedure in this patient. Next. This is a uh, patient that had a 15 millimeter porcine root placed five years uh, prior with Lois Dietz and had previously had the root reconstructed with a tube. Um, now presents with severe uh, stenosis and regurgitation. Next. This is the reconstructed uh, valve within the prior tube. Um, next slide. This is that same patient. I think the important thing here is if you look at the coaptation height of the leaflets, it provides a nice length of coaptation. I think that what that affords us in, in children, and as we'll see as our follow-up goes on and on, is that that allows for the valve, the root to grow and allows coaptation height to be maintained. So I think that's gonna play into our advantage. Patient four, this is a patient with annular hypoplasia. So it's a four-year-old with a bicuspid valve, had been ballooned at three days of life, now presented with severe supervalvar, valvar AS with high gradients, moderate regurgitation. The pulmonary valve is not a very good valve, so not a very good Ross candidate, and the aortic valve annulus is 11 millimeters. Next slide. So what I'm showing here is a root enlargement. So here we split down into each commissures and doing a full cono down into the right ventricular outflow tract. We're doing a manugin in the posterior. Uh, and so we've essentially now enlarged the complete root, um, patched each of those sinuses. And then once we patch those sinuses, then within that we do the valve reconstruction as Ozak described. This is the completed operation. This is, again, after the uh, root enlargement with the leaflet reconstruction. Next. And then the final patient, uh, Dr. Amani and I did last week, um, seven-month-old, had had a pretty bad truncal valve. As you can see in the top frame, now had severe truncal valve insufficiency. The annulus was 15 millimeters. And in the lower screen shows the reconstructed valve. Next. These are uh, just a snapshot of our results. And again, as I alluded to earlier, I think I'm presenting tomorrow um, the full set of results in the afternoon scientific session. But essentially, up to two years out, we have very little uh, regurgitation um, and no, no repeat uh, aortic stenosis and no reoperations. Next. 
So I think um, in summary, what we'd like to think, and so far we're able to use this in a variety of valve and root pathology. I think it's important that training is important, and I think the learning curve can be steep, but if you're trained appropriately um, and have some experience in root reconstruction, it's a very reproducible operation. The template uh, provides that, um, and so far we've had excellent early results in young patients. Thanks. Please help us improve the content by providing us with some feedback. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org. Thank you.